Well, this is our fourth evening of looking at the paradox of generosity. And we've been looking at different texts this Lent that illustrate this uh, challenging paradox that somehow in giving away, we actually receive uh, richness and wisdom and purpose. And tonight's text comes from the end of Paul's visit with the Ephesians, and he's dropped by, he planted the church, he's caring for them, and he asks uh, uh, if, he could, if he could kind of bless them with a prayer and a few words at the end of the night. And so it's a significant part of the book of Acts. Uh, this became a great church, Matt read from an epistle to the Ephesians tonight. And last words are important, right? I mean, the last thing somebody you love says to you you think about, you remember. And so Paul doesn't actually, well, at least Luke doesn't record a lot of what Paul says. Um, But the very last part, Paul says, remember the week, which you think of all the things that he could say, that's how he ends. Remember the week, remember the vulnerable. And he says, uh, Jesus had a saying I want you to think about. And interestingly, the this saying isn't in the Gospels. Um, we don't have this anywhere. Uh, there were a lot of things Jesus said to the disciples that were remembered, uh, but never made it into the New Testament. And this is one of them, and it simply was, uh, more blessed is the one who gives than the one who receives. And the Greek word for blessed means uh, just happy. Uh, it it's, makes you happier to give than to receive. There's more to the word, though, than just a a fleeting emotion. He's talking about kind of a way of living, um, a deeply fulfilling, meaningful way of being alive. Jesus uh, talks about, in the Sermon on the Mount, blessed are you when, and he gives nine different, we call them the Beatitudes, Uh, He's describing what a life looks like when it's given fully to God. That's a blessed person, someone who's living fully in the presence of God, yielded fully to to the care of God. And so Jesus in this little proverb really is saying that there's a certain kind of person whose posture, whose way of life is very pleasing to God and it makes them fulfilled and happy. And this kind of person is someone who gives, who's generous, whose orientation is a giving orientation. And I, I see a lot of that at All Souls. I see a lot of that out in the yard tonight, just people who work hard at listening well, people who serve on boards, people who look after their neighbors, people who labor in prayer, people who advocate for the vulnerable, people who give their money, people who serve at schools. I see many, many examples of this in our church. And I, at the risk of overgeneralizing, I'd say these people are generally happy people. People that have a giving orientation to their life are generally happy people. And in the book, we've been talking about the paradox of generosity Uh, The two researchers report that generous people score high on happiness tests. 
And they conclude, in every case, we see that more generous Americans are clearly more likely to be very happy and less likely to be unhappy than their less generous counterparts. And they go through and they, they find that Americans that give 10% of their income away report being much happier than people who don't. Americans who volunteer say that they're happier than people who don't. Americans who put a, a premium on their relationships say they're happier than people who don't. Americans who care for their neighbors through babysitting or visiting uh, report that they're happier than those who do not. So the research confirms that what Jesus said is true. Generous people are usually happier people. Now, there's another kind of person that Jesus has in mind as well. He's thinking of a person whose life is about receiving, uh, about taking, uh, about consuming. Uh, This person's very different than the generous person. This person engages in relationships based on what he can get out of them. They might give or volunteer, but they do it as kind of a transaction, as a way of earning a reciprocal favor. When they do give, it's out of personal interest. There's strings attached. This kind of person is a consumer of other people and other organizations. They, they shop for the best deal and then cancel the subscription when the payoff is low. This kind of person is rarely content with what they have. They always feel that happiness is one new car away. And they rarely have compassion on others. They tend to be critical and blaming of those who are vulnerable. And Jesus says uh, that this person is not blessed and is usually not happy. And the researchers found this out to be true. They said, compared with their more generous counterparts, ungenerous Americans are not as happy. They're more pessimistic about their problems. They're more likely to experience all sorts of uh, emotional disorders. Our data suggests that miserliness does not lend itself to an overarching sense of well-being, contentedness, and being at peace with oneself. In general, we found that the less generous people are, the less happy they are. So it truly is more blessed to give than to receive. Now, let's end by just thinking about what this might mean for our lives. Just a couple quick examples. First, if you're unhappy, give. If you find yourself in a place where you're just kind of generally unhappy with life, a good step might be to give, serve at CARM, start a small group, mentor, adopt a pet, clean up a stream, do something for someone else. Second, if your giving does not make you happy, reevaluate. Uh, take a moment to think about where and how you give. Do the causes that you give to make you happy? And if they don't, maybe you need some new ones. Do you sometimes feel resentful or bitter about serving in a role that you're in? Well, maybe it's time for a sabbatical. Uh, Does a certain way that you give no longer make you feel happy? Maybe you volunteered for an organization for years and it was wonderful, but now it just seems like a duty. Or maybe you even went into a vocation, a calling, and because you love to give in that way, and but now it doesn't really make you happy anymore. 
Well, that's a time to evaluate and talk to the Lord about that. Maybe it's time for a change. Third, evaluate the balance between giving and receiving in your life. Now, this one's a little uh, delicate, but let's talk about it. There are times when we do just need to receive. There are times when we are burnt out and we need to just recover and rest. Um, Those are Sabbath seasons, and you just don't need to be giving out much. Uh, Those are important times. But it's also possible to settle into an imbalanced life where we always feel too broken to serve other people. I remember a very godly older woman I knew that was in probably three or four Bible studies a week. She knew the scriptures. She was a wonderful mother. And uh, just, just everything about her smelled like Jesus. And I asked her once, I said, do you think you might meet with a younger woman and kind of walk with her a little bit, disciple her? Do you think you might lead a Bible study yourself or host one? And she said, oh, no, no, I could never do that. I'm just, I'm just too broken. And in a very subtle way, she'd become kind of a consumer of spiritual resources and never was able to kind of turn around and be a giver. I don't think it's what she wants, but it's what happened. So I, I want to be careful here. I know how easy it is to become burned out. Uh, we should be aware of that. We should not overserve. We shouldn't serve out of guilt. Uh, we need Sabbath. We need rest. There are seasons for recovery. But if you've kind of gotten into a way of living where your identity is kind of, I'm in recovery like forever, and I'm never able to turn around, and aren't we all in recovery as sinners, I think we're all in recovery, but you're never able to give back, something's gotten out of balance. And then lastly, give to what makes you happy. Uh, I hope you've had a chance to look at the uh, website. There's some marvelous uh, two-minute stories on the building campaign page of just what God's done in our little family over the years. And just I was watching it today, just made me happy. It's one of the reasons Sandy and I love to give to all souls, because watching God work makes us happy. So give to things that make you happy. Now, I'll end with this. I I, I found an an interesting little section at the end of the book on generosity, and they they found that uh, just kind of giving once or twice in your life is kind of a big event, like going on a mission trip or giving blood, and then you go back to an ungenerous life. They said that doesn't really bring people happiness. They conclude, regular practices of generosity that are repeated over time and involve some amount of ongoing intention and attention have the capacity to form people in ways that increase their happiness in life. So people whose lives are formed by the practices of generosity enter into that state that Jesus calls blessed. Let's pray. Lord, we we want to be that kind of person. And may our first instinct not be to take, but to give. Whether that's when a friend needs to talk, or maybe you're in a conflict. May we be a people known for our generosity. Lord, we thank you for these nights. We ask now that you'd be present with us as we 
as best we can, go to the table. In your name, amen.